Before we get started, a word from 3BR, a sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. 3BR Distillery is a producer of unusual craft spirits featuring a kitschy Slavic punk tasting room at 7 Main Street in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Garofka spirit is made from peas, and it's an homage to a family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. Find more about 3BR at 3BR Distillery on Instagram or visiting the tasting room. Matt, and with me as always, Will. Hey, everybody. We are here today to talk about uh, two movies. Um, two that, sequels, actually. Yeah, that's right. Number that's, twos, but very different number twos. <laughs> very different. Very different. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I just... It's, it's the, let's year, talk, the year-end sequel roundup. <laughs> let's, let, let's talk about Glass Onion first before we get into Avatar, because yes. I can't, like... I, Avatar is going to make me so angry. <laughs> I'm, I have so many notes. But yeah, let's lead it off into something good. Um, by the way, anyone watching, this is spoiler-filled, so don't say we didn't warn you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Glass Onion. Bruh. Let me tell you, you could tell this cast had so much fucking fun making this movie. Yep, absolutely agree. It looked like a lot of just... Just a lot of fun. Yeah, like there was not a lot... This movie like really took the comedy and ratcheted it up a oh lot. yeah it's it's funny i think like ryan johnson even said he's like annoyed that he had to put like a knives out mystery because the two movies are so different he did say that he and he was annoyed by that because it was you know obviously it's, just, a it's the deal he inked with netflix that was like listen okay we're gonna give you like 400 million dollars to do Right. Four movies, but they have to have the little tagline on Yeah, they wanted to make sure people knew that it was the same, at least one of the same characters from the first one, because the first one was so wildly successful. And you look at Ryan Johnson, I love it. It's like Glass Onion 1, like re- like really kind of like whodunit, but like updated. And then Glass Onion like more like 2, which is like comedy whodunit, and then The Last Jedi. Like the range this guy has is like crazy. <laughs> I know, it's unbelievable how he made this movie work in such a different way compared to what what knives out was um and i thought you know the the first thing i want to talk about because i it's i was kind of racking my brain the entire time i was trying to understand why he chose the beginning of the pandemic as a backdrop oh, yeah it was it was already i would say it was already current yeah because yeah. like there were definitely a couple of like good jokes that came from it right and then one of my favorite jokes, I'm not even sure it was a joke, like it was a bit, right? The whole when they get sprayed in the mouth before they come on, right? And he's, oh, like, yeah. he's like, what's this? Like, you don't have to wear a mask. You don't need to worry about it. It's like, which obviously implies that it's like some sort of vaccine, right? Right. Which is also hilarious to me because like one of the underlying themes of the whole movie that you have throughout the entire movie are these, like the rich people have everything theme, right? You know, exactly. Like they can do whatever the fuck they want because they're rich. And it's like, they never say that it's a vaccine. They never say what it is. It's just like... Just, this. just don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, like you don't need you don't need to worry about it. And like I thought, like, I was expecting the COVID piece to play a into, bigger part. Yeah, like in the mystery. And like literally, once they get on the boat, they never kind of mention it again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it was interesting to. I mean, I guess that's the world we live in now. That it's just like now it's like part of yeah story, not even storyline, but it's just you know they they went through it too, and it was also a reason for them to all want to go to the island because they were in COVID and quarantine. And they're like, oh fuck this, I don't want to be home anymore. Yeah. So now, here's a question about that, too. The Hugh Grant cameo, right, at the oh, beginning. so good. So... I believe everyone is, like, losing his mind that they're like, Benoit Blanc's gay, I can't believe it. I'm like, I thought he was gay from the first movie without them even saying it. And then they just confirmed what I already thought. Exactly. So, Because I've been reading some stuff online about this, though, and there's some speculation that it wasn't because of the COVID piece, that it wasn't that that was, like, his boyfriend or his husband or whatever, that they had just gotten kind of stuck together in quarantine as uh, part of that. I prefer to think of it as Benoit Blanc is gay and that's his, his partner, his husband, yes. whatever, you know? Well, because I, I, I mean, I have to watch it again, but I feel like 
when the the door rings, doesn't he say something like "Honey or dear, can you go get that"? You know, I kind of I kind of missed that, but like the way they the way they were kind of bickering at that in that little scene, it definitely implies there is a romantic relationship there. You know, exactly. <laughs> but he's in the fucking bathtub, and then, and then they're like, "You've been in the bathtub for weeks," and he's like, <laughs> "Like, come on." Like, like, walk out of the bathtub. And that was, and like, so again, just little subtle things that that bathtub scene with the the people that he, the most random assortment of celebrities that he was playing. Was it Minecraft? Is that the game he was playing? Oh, no. um, Among Us. Among Us, yeah. Oh, Angela Lansbury, Stephen Sondheim, which is actually both of their final film appearances. Right, yes. They both died. Yep. Uh, But it was so funny, like, hearing Angela Lansbury be like, I saw you in the electric room. Don't (laughs) even start. (laughs) And then it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and uh, freaking... uh, oh my god, Natasha Leone, right? Yes. Like, just what a random right. assortment. It was all like mystery writers like James Patterson or whatever. Like, I, oh, you could get it. But it was, it was like, it was, it was funny though. Like, that yeah. he just like runs in circles with those people. Exactly. That's why I thought it was hilarious because it's just this random assortment of people. Like, you might as well have had like Arnold Schwarzenegger on there. Just like the most but random. I, I loved kind of what they did with the quote unquote celebrity title, right? So he's cool with like celebrities like Kareem Abdul. And then obviously they had the. You know, the little cameos of like, the Jeremy Renner hot sauce and stuff. But yet, he's also interacting with celebrities as the characters, and it's like, they don't. You know what I mean? Exactly. Which is so cool. And I always I always love movies like this that acknowledge the existence of the world that we live in, yet right. are played by actors. Because it always, like, poses these fun theories of, like, okay, so this is the world we live in, right? We've acknowledged, like you said, people like Jeremy, Leonard, Jeremy Renner, Jared Leto, right? These are right. real people. So, but now in this world, Does right, Edward like, Norton exactly. exist at all? Or like, no? was Daniel Craig ever James Bond? Like, right, was, exactly. was Pierce Brosnan still the last James Bond, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I really liked. At first, when I was watching it, I didn't like the narrative structure. But then I, re- but then as it went on, I realized the reasoning for it. You mean how it went back to the past? And- yeah, like how like the whole like let's say first like quarter of the movie is like the present, and then like the whole middle is literally what happened before they got to the island. Right. But then I was thinking about it like if I watched it in order, I don't think it would have had the same impact. No, I, I totally agree because like the whole you know. The whole reveal that like you obviously know something is up right from the from the get go. The whole reveal that it's her sister right. and not her, like, which is that such was like cool. a classic. Like even though it's like, updated, but it's still like that classic throwback who done it. It's yep. like the twin that nobody knew about. Exactly. And I, really love that. And I loved how they they explained to you how um, like the, in the throwback scenes you can see that Edward Norton. Um, was like like a lot of billionaires, right? Just like a flaming idiot, you know, and just sort of had fell a, into it, right? Had the connection, sort of new people. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't really the brains behind the operation, which is a story with a lot of billionaires, right? Oh, yeah. They just surround themselves with the right people. There were so many. Speaking of that, there were so many like themes of that. Like there was definitely so many like little jabs, like the Elon Musk's of the world, and like what do like you know when you have someone with unlimited money, what do you do? And what he made was the clear thing. And it was like, and he's like, we're going to kill people. And he's like, but I made it. And it's like, it doesn't matter that you made it. You're going to fucking kill people, bro. Like, <laughs> but that's what's literally happening right now. I mean, if, it, if we're talking about what's current, I mean, yeah, and they did that with all of the characters too, right? Like they had, and they Kate had, Hudson's character is Trump. You know, so oh, we have to keep her off Twitter. Oh, cause she's me. Like, yes. Like all that crazy stuff, and I loved how they really knocked on like influencer culture a lot, and there were oh, like, yeah. a lot of modern day archetype characters. Like the uh, Batista's character is like about the, men's rights, right? Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "What did they say?" He's like, "I can't have you hawking like rhinoceros boner pills." Like, right. all that he goes, "Like, there's no actual rhinoceros in it," you know? Like, right. And then it's like, <laughs> and then his like girlfriend on the stream shows up, and everyone got mad because there's a woman on the screen. Like, oh, God, oh Jesus. Yes. And then, Sorry, like a Joe Rogan type. Very much so, but like, yeah, like so much worse. And the fact that he lived, like, the, the punchline of that joke for me was the fact that his mom lived with him. Oh like, my God, I know. <laughs> just that was the best because he's just like this idiot fucking man child. You know, and he always. And he tries, he, like, and then he tries to buck up to his mom. He's like, Mom, shut up. She's like, you're gonna say shut up to your mother. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, mom. Yeah, he immediately gets <laughs> shot back down, and he's always carrying a gun around with him, like he has it in his fucking speedo. Like, yeah. it's just it's such an amazing uh, stereotype, like caricature of dudes like that. But and that then, still that exists. It's no, it's, yeah, it's, it's so people. current. Yeah, these are real people. 
And then what other uh, the um, uh, you, yeah you mentioned you mentioned. Uh, Jesus Christ, Kate Hudson's character. Yeah. She's very much like Trump and like the influencer that has no, you know... That says whatever the fuck they want and they'll right. get canceled, but yet they still make lots of money. And I really liked the, uh, uh, like the scientist guy. What was his name? I forget his name. Oh, uh, something with L. Like yeah. Le- Leon... Lionel or something? Lionel, yeah. yeah. He, he was a great character too. He, he was probably like the least shitty one of all, I felt like, because all these are like terrible people yeah he he was but i mean if we're, if we're going what current is he was that person that knows what's going on is bad but yet kind of turns the blind eye and it's like oh i know it's happening but i'm not gonna be the whistleblower exactly but i'm still gonna contribute to it which a lot of people it's a bystander well someone else will do it you yeah. know what i mean it's, you know, like the, yeah so the whole movie is a very interesting social commentary Piece, which I didn't, you know. which like at the end, I was like, it took me a minute. I had to digest it because I was like, oh, it was, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like I had to watch a few, I watched a few interviews with like Ryan and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, this is, it's way more layered once you sit with it for a little right. bit. Because cause, cause you, cause you need to literally like, you know, no pun intended, peel back the onion of absurdity that this movie is, right? Exactly. You know, like, and like the... <laughs> The deck comes up and he goes, is that a Banksy? And oh, then, right. And yeah. then later on, the emergency They, they can't vehicles, go because the dock is too low. He's like, low. your fucking Banksy deck is too low. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing that I wanted to ask you about to see if you picked up on this, because it felt like there was some sort of symbolism to me um, that like was should have played out in some way, but it didn't, right? So mm. the red envelope, right? Yes. Um, which had, you know, that was like the big plot that had the point. napkin in right, it. Right, the yeah. napkin, which exposed Miles as a, as a fraud and whatnot. Um, and when Benoit Blanc, not Benoit Blanc, the sister, right, actually finds the envelope, it's that red envelope. And, and the and Fibonacci sequence. Exactly. And it's behind, like, that, you know, the, the glass, them. right? I mean, you look at that picture, there's, like, the red box, and that's the envelope she pulls out. But if you look throughout the rest of the movie in his house, there's a lot of other instances of pieces of art and like decoration that have red boxes in them like oh i didn't catch like that. the most noticeable one is like the chandelier in his living room it's all oh yeah crisscross right and there's like the red box there but like, if you look throughout the rest of his house there's a lot of with these red boxes everywhere and i thought that mm. there was like some sort of meaning behind that like right. you know like he was almost like hiding in plain sight right like he was trying to trying to get caught almost you know with like right. the red box you know I, because he was cocky right shit. it was yeah. just I, I, but it, it didn't it didn't at least ex- explicitly play out it's more just a thought that i had when i was watching i wasn't really sure yeah you it's know? interesting yeah yeah it was a, i i found edward norton's character very interesting because he made this big deal about like my murder mystery weekend and fucking before they even sit down benwell block fucking so wonderful like solves it um but also, like, he's cocky, but, like, the whole hiding in plain sight thing, I really loved this scene. It kind of goes into, like, revisionist history of, like, right after um, Batista dies. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, his drink. And it goes back a few times and shows you, like, they swap the drink versus he hands him the drink versus he picks up the drink. And I was like, oh, that's so yeah. interesting. And then you're like, well, which is the real one? Because, like, everyone saw something different. I thought the same way. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. Because that's how, you know, we can have a situation and I'm like, well, she said that to you. And, and you're like, bro, no, no, she said that to him. Yep. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, everyone views things differently. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely loved this movie. And the, it was, it was again, a little bit less whodunit than Knives Out. Yeah. But just enough to keep you interested in the mystery and the story while reading through all of this other absurdity that's happening and the layers upon layers of the different social commentary and stuff. It was a really well done movie and like I, I hope they make more of these movies. Oh, oh no they are. I mean Netflix I not Oh that's right, that's not before you. you said yeah. No now the question speaking of absurdity, what the fuck was the th- why was Benoit in the pool? With full fucking set of clothes on, it bothered me <laughs> greatly. Cause you saw him at the pool, and you're like, "Oh, it's a little beach moment," and then he just gets in with the shirt and everything. And I'm like, "I don't think that's how it's supposed to work." I feel like it's it's. I'm hoping that that plays out in a future movie, like it's some sort of 
Like, he doesn't like to be exposed or something. Right, exactly. Or maybe it's like he's got some sort of scar. Or maybe it's just... He's, he's like weird. A, maybe, yeah, maybe just a fucking, like, hipster doofus who, like, you know... Because <laughs> like, that was, like, you know, a classic... You know, I, I consider that to be, like, a classic swimsuit, like, back in the like, oh, right, 30s because, and yes. shit, right? You know, like, men wore a whole... They looked like pajamas, basically. Oh, right? I guess like, you're right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's, like, it's, like, something to me I read... To me that I was, like, it's something, like, a fucking hipster would do. Like, like look how cool I am. I'm wearing a 30s-style <laughs> full-body fucking swimsuit, like a chooch, you know, just... <laughs> yeah, and it's funny, um, and you look at... You know, I don't know if we can call whodunits are making a resurgence, but you look at... Okay, Niza has two movies, and then they did two movies with... Um, the Agatha Christie character, um, Hercule Perot. You know, so they did Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile. And it's interesting, like, that those have come out. And even though, like, kind of within the, the last couple years of each other, and they both have that, that you know, similar central character, but I almost feel like it's, like, a little bit of a parody of Hercule Perot because in those movies, he's so serious and... You know, you don't get a lot of comedy, and then like, I feel like Ryan was like, "Oh, okay, it's it's been shown we can do these big budget like whodunit movies, but I want to do my own version." And then fucking gets Daniel Craig in there with fucking foghorn leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought the same thing. I I always the when I first saw Knives Out, I really thought that Benoit Blanc was a parody of of Hercule uh, Poirot. Did he say his last name? Poirot, right? something Poirot, like yeah, that. Yeah, oh, no. It's French, yeah. Right, yeah. Fuck that shit. Um, but that I, I I viewed him as the exact same way because it, it just reminded me of a parody of that kind of a character. Um, which but I the movies loved. I feel like are parody too because like Knives Out was the first one too was still funny. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it was interesting and it was still a whodunit. Whereas like Death on the Nile, like it didn't do that well at the box office, but it's very serious. Right. It's like we're all on this yacht, but it's very serious. Yeah, no but, laughing. And a lot, of, and I think a lot of it is parody too, because like you know, there's that that clue joke, right, that they always have throughout the movie. And he's like, I, I hate that game. He's like, it doesn't make. He's like, I'm just not good at it, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then Clue being one of the like, yep, premier exactly who done it comedies too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anything else on Knives Out before or, no. uh, Glass Onion before we move to? Uh, uh, no, but I am excited to see like what they do next because I too. feel like like. It, I think it'd be kind of be cool if we're, because we always talk about the future with these things. Like, I think it'd kind of be cool if I don't know what would happen, but if something was to happen, and like, let's say in three or four, like a couple characters from one and two come back, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Because it's people you kind of know, people that he knows who is like, oh, I know they're not murderers. Well, someone now is. Yeah. You know, which I think is kind of cool. I would love to see them do. A and I feel like this is something that Ryan Johnson is capable of. I would love them to do like the final movie. Yeah, is connects the previous three in some way, like oh. like the murder, like very much like you said, other characters coming back. Yeah, right? what was so, the, uh, I forget the what Chris Evans' character in Knives Out one was a ransom or whatever his uh, name was. I forget his name. It's been but a while. but yeah. like how like him. Like Edward Norton, like right. are all kind of like you, know, you, you, you like find a way to connect them. I don't, I don't know what. That I mean, could you could kind of because be, listen, you know? like in the first movie, like they were all rich. They were filthy fucking rich, right? Be, based off the father, so like they all, you know, he was rich too. So it's kind of you could you can kind of fudge something that they were in the same circles or like you exactly know, they helped fund Clear and all you know. Or something yeah, like there's that. definitely a way to do it, and I think it would be great if like the final murder mystery in the last movie involves all of like a lot of characters from previous movies that are now together and one of them dies right like whether it's like you know chris evans or the, or the you know edward norton's character oh the murder that. right the murder right. and dies, then it's yeah. like all kind of connected in some way and it's like one big mystery dating back to the first i think that would be fucking cool oh hell yeah i, I could see I, I really honestly though the fact that they did sign him on for multiple movies and it's gonna be benoit like i could totally see that happening and right. i feel like you know all you need is like two or three people back from me. You know, you get like Easily. Michael Shannon, Jamie Lee Curtis back, you know, and a couple of people back. You don't need everybody, but that'd be kind of cool. I completely agree. Um, so this week, Will and I <laughs> wasted three plus hours. Three minutes. It really three was minutes. three plus, though. Yeah. Like, we're not, it's like not a What joke. was the official runtime? Three, three hours, tw- 12 minutes? Three twelve. <sighs> the fucking director's cut of Endgame was 302. Like, Just throwing that out there. Like, bro, I... Th- There's so much. But I think they. It's real, that's why they call, it really should be called Avatar 
swimming for two hours. Yeah, dude. This movie was impossibly bad. And when I say impossibly bad, what I mean is that it... Like, you're watching it and being like, wow. Like, it, it's it's not good. It's... Right. It was like, what, what did I put? Oh, it's the... It was the most gorgeous video game cinematic movie I've ever seen in my life. Seriously. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, like when, you have, when you have a movie like this that has been talked about mainly by James Cameron, it, it, I'm, I'm convinced James that... James Cameron basically, I, this is his, like, he's, what I've found with this movie, I feel like he's trying to do, be that George Lucas Star Wars. He's like, I want this to be... Yes. Because, like, like, Star Wars is fucking... You know, there's nine movies. But then you go, there's, like, six different TV shows. Right. And then there's books. He like, wants this to that's be a franchise. What, that's yeah. what James Cameron... He wants this, like, epic thing. Yeah. And it... But it's so much worse than that, too, because people... People will knock on Quentin Tarantino for, like, jerking himself off in his own movies, right? Like, about how, like... Yeah, there's a lot of, like thoughts about how Quentin Tarantino like hides these little things in his movies to be like look how fucking great I am oh Dude, right 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 James Cameron but at least they, they're entertaining I mean yeah I, I did not see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because I could give a fuck about the story because I like Tarantino when he does something more original right. um, but I'm saying up to that point like Pulp Fiction Kill Bill yeah. Hateful Eight like it was at least oh there's no comparison yeah. you know what I mean yeah my, my point is that James Cameron has just like he jerks off to himself like he's like the last 10 years he hasn't watched any porn except for himself making this movie like it is just fucking that is it, true the, the amount of time that has gone into this movie it should have been for the payoff to be that right like I don't know like obviously because like that's what you know oh the movie took you know it was a 2009 so it's been over 10 years yeah it's been 10 years and you're like oh wow not that i, I mean i wasn't hyping it up but i'm like wow like but like james cameron was like no i wanted that technology to really hit a certain point and you're like well i'm ready to be impressed and you're like i didn't see the technology because so i've seen underwater movies i've seen finding nemo and guess what that was all animated and it was fine underwater yeah so i'm, I'm, I'm still struggling even today like to find where the technology was that like he made all OSB underwater mocap, but it didn't look any different than when I just seen like regular CG underwater, like Aquaman. Like I saw Aquaman and it was fake underwater, but I felt like it worked. It worked. And yeah. some of this stuff is underwater, some of it wasn't. Same with with Wakanda Forever. Like the underwater scenes there were beautiful. Right. And but uh, they weren't doing underwater mocap. Right. Yeah. So I'm like I I kind of feel like he wasted his time. Like I said, it's just him jerking off to be like, hey guys, look how fucking... He's like, yeah, I didn't need to use... I did actual underwater. Like, look how awesome I am. But like, you know what? Like, they're... they're but all, nothing looked real. That's right. the thing. Like, it was... It, you there's, might... a, there's a lot to be said for putting in the effort to do practical effects, right? It's yes. one of the reasons why... Um, you know, the Russo Brothers movie. Like, it's one of the reasons why Civil War was so good. It's one of the reasons right. why most of Nolan's movies are so incredible because he uses practical effects yes. whenever possible. And James Cameron is now, has taken that to be like, you know, look how much better I can do it with this underwater stuff. But like, nobody was asking for that. Like, nobody right. fucking cares about it. And again, to your point, like, when it, there are certain things that are just always going to be better when they're CGI, which is the reason why characters like the Hulk and Thanos, right, are just fully mo-capped. Right. They're not trying to do rubber suits. There are certain things that are just always going to look better right. with CGI. This is one of those things. You, you didn't need to do this because yeah. the payoff was simply not there. Yeah, like, and and it was just like, and then this is my quote because I found this quote and I'm like, I have to say this on the podcast Go. and I wish I could take 100% credit for this. But it was like, they spent a decade working on the effects and wrote the script in one weekend. Dude. And I was like, oh, I, wait. I was like, that's, if that's anything, that that is the poster for this movie. And so, okay, so we'll, we're going to talk about that in a minute because I was reading some articles about how, um, again, Cameron jerking himself off about how much time he put into the script, but like, we'll, we'll get there in a minute because yeah. here's the first thing I want to say about this movie and very much like the, the first movie. One of the things that irritated me the most about it, and this is what people keep on talking about, right? The visuals, the visuals, the visuals, right? Like the the world of Pandora. It was a nice looking movie. I'm not going to take that away from them. But, but here's like... my problem with it, though. This movie used, I think, every color in existence at some point or another. My mm -hmm. eyes literally hurt by the end of the movie, <laughs> but which is which is fine. But for me, it it 
took me out of it. I know that he's trying very hard to build this world, right, and make it believable. But the fact that nothing was uniform at all made it unbelievable for me. What I mean by that is, like, just think about our world, the real world, right? Even when you walk, even when you see pictures of, like, the Amazon, right? Like, like probably the most biologically diverse place on our planet, right? It's still mostly fucking green, right? You know, because it's, it's a it's one area on the same planet, right? When you think about how seemingly different all of the nature elements on this planet are, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, do you, like do you follow what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, you like in the same in the same breath on the same rock, you're gonna have things that are yellow, green, blue, purple, like all in the same thing. Like, it just from a nature perspective, like it just I was having trouble reconciling that because it felt like everything was alien from a different planet all smashed together in one right it was just well that's the thing like it was very much like let's just throw every color and then in the sea is every color and it, 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 again they cared way more about the visuals for the movie than anything else right and then the visuals though so to your point before about the like where the money was used I will admit that the close up scenes right with the avatars I thought did look beautiful. There was a lot of detail in just like the subtle wiggling of the ears or the oh, facial yeah. right expressions. And that was really beautiful. But the action scenes, you and I said it right away. They looked like video game cutscenes. The most gorgeous video game cutscenes, but video game cutscenes. Yeah. I'm like watching it. I'm like, I felt like I was playing a video game. Like yeah. I felt like, uh, you know, like the big video game cinematics, so you kind of have to put the controller down because you know it's going to be a big one. And you're like, wow, this is sick. Yeah. I read this article about one of the things he was trying to do was he w- he wanted to shoot the entire movie at a higher FPS. Oh, um, right, right, right. Right, you know. Peter Jackson tried to do that with The Hobbit, too. Right. And, yeah. and for some of those, and I, and then some of those scenes, right, the, the big sprawling exposition shots to have that higher FPS, it makes a lot of sense. And James Cameron, in what I was reading, he said that he, for the, the, the more still close-up shots, he used the... The, the regular FPS and for the action shots he he ratcheted it up a lot and that's why everything looks so sped up and video gamey it's oh, so okay. noticeable and it's and it, it was bad I hated watching it like it, it it was terrible yeah I think also they just speaking of action they didn't for me it's all about like what makes sense and it, it's like it, it just didn't the action scenes either came out of nowhere or they just were poorly placed because you'd go literally like once they left the forest again we'll get into the plot later (laughs) but it was like but then it's like once i left the forest and got to the sea people i didn't time it but i want to say at least 45 minutes of them swimming yeah no nothing like literally like i get it you want a montage you want that like but it was like so long where i was like why is this still going? Because now they're still breathe from here, and then twenty minutes later in the movie, they're still like, "Mom, I can hold my water, hold my breath for ten minutes," and it just kept going. I'm like, "It's literally forty five minutes of them swimming," and I get what they were trying to do, world building, but I was like, the pacing was so bad, wackadoodle, so like, bad. It was just like the beginning was like a lot of exposition, which I'm fine with. It's been ten years, right? And then it was like action, and then lots and lots of talking. And then, like, it, it just was all over the place, man, <laughs> action-wise. Yeah, and then, and then a lot of the action, too, I felt like um, it, it, it – I mean, it was, the action was fine, but it was also sort of bland in a lot of ways um, mm-hmm. because it was just – It was the same – you know what I'm saying? It's the same fucking action exactly. as the first movie. Yes. Oh, robots in, in, the, uh, in the jungle yes. fighting – people with spears and gun and, and bows and we have fucking machine guns to mow you down right. it was the same thing and then you have the <laughs> I, I'm sorry the little crab robots I couldn't oh I love them. I couldn't stop laughing at it was those. funny but I it was, was just yeah. like it was funny but it was just like again but then it was just like listen you're really trying to make this world build so you really gotta sit there and like someone's like hey guys like in this world we're saying right they're like all right, we we're, we we gotta figure out the water thing. And I was like, hey, maybe we just do little pods. He's like, no, 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 no. Let's make them crab walk. And you know what? We'll make them look like crabs too. Exactly. Oh, why? What what, what do we get out of them? Because they look cool. Like yeah. they didn't do anything different that a sub little pod couldn't do. Exactly. Like I can understand if they were 
showing if there was a point in the story where they needed to walk along the ocean floor like a crab would, right? Then it makes sense. Like, okay, yes, like now we have the crab pod things. But they literally would drop into the water and the little crab arms would float in yeah. they would just, and they would just be a regular little pod. I'm like, what the fuck is the point What's, of this? Right. We're just like wasting money on CGI at this point. And they have those, and again, it's like they had the remember the, the giant like exoskeleton suits they had in this movie, yes. right? Which were so ridiculous because it's like, yeah, they kind of look cool and enhance your strength, but like the wearer of the suit is fully exposed. Oh yeah, like um, which uh, I don't know why she's in the movie. Edie Falco, <laughs> what the amazing, fuck is she doing in this amazing movie? <laughs> actress. Because like I, I I heard her voice before I saw her, and I'm like, there's no way. And she shows up, like, why the fuck is she doing in this movie? It's so random. Amazing actress, love her. Yep. It's just like, and then they give her like the most generic fucking like general military oh, person. The but then but she was in it. She was sitting there trying to drink the coffee and she had nothing in her real hand. The coffee in the <laughs> robot hand and then she's mimicking with her real hand the coffee. I'm like, why would you just hold the coffee in your real hand? And she did the same thing when she shakes Quaritch's hand. She puts out her hand with the robot hand and he shakes the robot hand and then she's and her just like wiggling. Hand, it's like a demolition man when they do the, you know. Like. Uh, just, uh, you know, it was like, there was a lot of odd choices. Dude, right. so let's let's talk about them because oh, the... God. I have so many. Yeah, dude, the story... All right, so... Let's start at the beginning, right? The first hour of the movie is completely useless. Yes. Com- a complete waste of time. Um, recombinant DNA. <laughs> I remember they were like... They said what it was about, and me and you looked at each other, and we're like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> So the whole first movie meant nothing. hundred percent. Literally meant nothing. Literally meant nothing. Because, yeah, like in the very beginning, they, uh, just the, the concept. <laughs> I get it's sci-fi. And listen, I love a sci-fi. So yeah. I know there's like suspension disbelief, but like, I don't care. But it, it was just the whole point of like, oh, we, like, just the way they did it. Because I don't, like I said, I've watched Alien and yeah. all this, and I'm fine with the way certain things are sci-fi. But it was just the whole thing of like, yeah, no, like everyone who died Basically, just gets a second chance. It's a little lazy. No, it's so, so lazy. fucking lazy. And it and it doesn't make any sense, right? Because there are little things they say throughout the movie that make other plot points of the movie make no fucking sense. So so let's follow this one first, yes, right? Let's do it. So the idea of like reanimating a lot of these characters that died in the first movie, right? Um, and putting them in a permanent avatar yes. body, right? And they say, they specifically say, it's like, okay, the, the point of this is that we're trying to give you a little bit of that advantage. To, they're, they're essentially almost rehashing their plot from the first movie, which was, you know, infiltrating by way of using the avatar. Exactly. But now they don't need to ever come back out. They can fully be immersed because they're right. no longer an avatar. They're fully in this Navi body. Yes. Cool. Makes sense. And then they immediately are like, He's like, Quartz just immediately goes, okay, our mission is revenge. And it's like, okay, so we're taking all of this additional technology that we have, which we just said was for the purpose of infiltrating the Navi, just to get revenge on one guy. Bro, and what the fuck did Sully ever do? Like, honestly. Dude. Like, he, re- if anyone, Nate Terry killed Quartz. Yes. Like, go after her ass. But Sully literally did nothing. If anything, Sully is like the lead. Like, he literally was like, Oh, I infiltrated them. I fell in love with Pocahontas, which is what the first movie was, or, yeah. or F- Fern Gully, whichever one. Pick your poison. Um, and it was like fell in love. It's like, oh my god, I don't want to do this. I want to permanently become Avatar and leave my people behind. Don't worry about me. I'm with them. Yeah. And he's like, Sully's gonna die the whole movie. And I'm like, what the fuck this guy do? And then it gets even worse because they have <laughs> they have literally one line of dialogue in that scene where he meets Edie Falco for the first time, right? Whereas the first time we're hearing this, she goes. Oh, yeah. And she just so nonchalantly mentions it. Yeah, planet Earth is dying, so we're here that's to why take we're, over. That's why we're coming again. Right. So then so, so then I'm, I'm sitting here trying to follow the plot. Like, so let me get this straight. Planet Earth is dying, so the overarching goal of the military's experience in... Or, uh, uh, to uh, use all the resources to come back to Pandora. Right. And then... But spend all this additional money on just revenge. Like... like Yeah, it does make sense. Just revenge. And the thing is, is like... They, like if you look at what the movie is on paper, starting from one, like, you know, Unattainium, which apparently now is not a thing. Right. Who cares about it? Yeah, that's gone. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. Just go the whole fucking first point of the movie. Anyway, they fight them. The Navi come back. Goodbye, humans. See you off. Right. Goodbye. And then they go, apparently go back to Earth. Ten years later, they're like, oh, fuck. The world's dying. He's like, you got- hey, guys. You want to go back to Pandora where we just got our asses kicked and we're just like, 
hope it will be better this time. Yeah. And then everyone's like, yeah, let's do it. Like, the world's dying, but let's use billions of dollars to make new ships to go to Pandora, where we already got our ass. It's, it, and, it, and, and, it, and at what point also, too, do they think that it's like, they, they're, they are, they're smart enough to know that clearly the Na'vi are an intelligent species that are not... They literally beat them. Right. Like, come but on. <laughs> but it's like, like at what point would somebody like... Like, you say, like we're supposed to believe that the entirety of planet Earth is down with just this long war as opposed... Like, have they not tried any sort of diplomatic channels with the Navi to be like, hey, our planet's kind of fucked. Can we come and share your planet so we don't, you know, fucking die? Like, it's just no immediately, like, like we're like the alien they, aggressors. Yeah, they, when they drop like, down and half the forest yeah. is fucking burning and I'm like... Well, that's like yeah. Oh, oh. It's like it's just not believable that the human race is immediately going like as a as a fucking planet is immediately going to do that, right? Yes. You know. And then you you know you mentioned the unobtainium, so we have to talk about the fucking uh, like magic whale sperm juice. Oh Jesus fucking because, Christ! Because this is another thing that just oh, again so it's it's horrible. one line. It comes out of nowhere. And it has zero bearing on anything else in the movie. And we had to endure like. A 25-minute animal torture scene I, to watch oh, yes. them it suck this sperm out of this fucking whale thing to be like, and he, and he just casually mentions, what does this do? Oh, it stops human aging. Never mentioned again. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? But why are you worried about that? I thought the world was dying. Yes. What does it have to do with aging? Right, why do we want to prolong our age on a planet that's fucking dying? How does this help the dying yeah, planet? I, I will say that was a very, again, choices. I find it very hard to watch because oh, they, yeah. they made it a point to like the Navi with the whales being like, this is our spiritual ancestors. I don't know if you noticed, the whales had tattoos. Did they tattoo them? Is Are they born that well, way? And they're I don't fully know. sentient. They're able to communicate with yeah. them like they so were a I didn't, I didn't get that, but like, why do they have tattoos? Yeah. Are, are they reincarnations? Whatever. But then it's like, but then like, like you said, this very long, like, I was like, is this a commentary on like the whaling crisis? Like from Deadly, well, it was a dead, not Deadliest Catch. Is it Deadliest Catch? Uh, I think Deadliest oh, Catch whale is the war. crab one. Yeah. No, in Whale Wars. Where they go, it's like, you know, the Japan, the Japan seas and like, you know, save the whales. Like, I'm like, is this a commentary on right. this? Because it was, and then they had a kid, they kill both of them to they get like 30 drops yeah. of this juice. And then they're like, oh yeah, it helps you with aging. And it's done. And then it's you never mentioned again. Right. And then you also made a good point. I'm like, well, then you, made, I think it was you that made the point. How did they find that in the first place? Right. Like that they knew that it did that because right. apparently these wheels are so hard to kill, and they, I mean, they, but they had like the resources to kill it. But how did they find the first one when they realized like, hey, there's this very specific gland next to the brain in this whale that's really hard to kill. You can only get it when you're inside the whale. It was like a fucking Jonah and the whale situation. Like, it's swallowed a person. They're like, mm, they're well, I think inside. So your question about how did they figure it out, that brings up another point that you had mentioned also in the movie theater when we were first leaving, too, is that at, like, at what point... Because they make it very clear that humanity has established, like, a colony on this planet. Right? Oh, don't even get me the started. The train scene, right? So, like, so what, you know... That was it, one of my notes. Yeah, like, 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 whatever the fuck it is humanity is doing on this planet... There are very clearly lots of things happening right now that, for some reason, most of the Navi don't seem to care about. But also, too, like, again, back to my earlier point, the the planet is dying, but it, they make it very clear that there seems to be enough room on this fucking planet for everybody to just coexist without right. doing it. But this, that's the you know? part I didn't understand, because, like, when they first dropped down, and they were like, oh, my God, these people are back. But then the next scene, it, then it literally jumps a year later, and it shows the train. I'm like, first of all, how did the humans make that train track? That mean without any Navi interference when everyone, you know, Nate is crying. She cries the whole goddamn movie. That the, the trees are fucking burning and it's horrible. And then you're telling me the Navi, like, as they're building the track, isn't there, like, yeah, shooting arrows and stuff? Like, I'm like, a year later, I'm like, how, why did they have time to build? I know. Like, Where it, were y'all? Yeah, it makes no sense because, and then <clears throat> they, the, like, the world building works against them too because they also had the, the whole existence of the water people plays into oh like, yeah you said that like yeah. where the fuck were you during the big battle the last time right exactly are it's they like, i think you said are they so petty that they would just be like something's going on with the forest tribes and they're like mm, it ain't here yeah because like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like i get how you know you're you know it's a it's a planet right it's a larger it's a larger planet so it, it might make sense you know that 
there are uh, you know they might not be into wrestling or they might not know, but like literally every alien invasion movie ever, like there's the whole world knows about it, right? <laughs> like there's always these elements of the whole world is coming in to fight against the alien aggressors. So like I'm really supposed to believe that like like you said, when all this shit was going on in the forest, that A, the water people had no idea about it because they make it very clear the water people knew like who Jake Sully was and like the forest people. Right, right? so they weren't that far. Right. It's not like they were like millions of miles right. apart. So like from the first movie, A, they don't know about it. B, they just don't fucking care. Like it, it, none of it makes sense. Like like the way these characters behave don't make any doesn't oh, make any sense. It, it, the characters, bro. Like the, we well, that's a good. First of all, I have two things about. First of all, I don't know this. Did Sully remind you of Braveheart by the end? It was giving me very like Mel Gibson with like the updo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There was that, and also Spider. He has dreads. Is that cultural appropriation or not? Well, everybody. Ah! Dude. <laughs> Everybody is up their noses about cultural appropriation. I'm just, like I mean, this. it was like, a joke, but I was just like, why does he have dreads? I don't know, like, why does he have, well, I mean, his, oh God, why, why did he even exist at all? Well, did, because apparently some fucking lackey saw Quaritch and was like, this guy with the three fucking scars across <laughs> his face looks cute. Fuck them. Where, where's Quaritch's mom? Yeah. I mean, not Quaritch's mom, sorry, um, Quaritch's wife yeah. or girl Whoever. or spider's mom because it was very much like oh yeah baby can't go into cryo so you tell me his mom was like well see ya see ya i'm yeah. gonna go into cryo like yeah and i don't think i she... mean they called him a war orphan so you just have to assume she died also you know like that's the only thing you could reasonably assume but like it's <laughs> this then... motherfucker is wearing no clothes the entire movie he's Liddy mowgli he's right <laughs> <laughs> dude i don't like even so, when he's and he don't have no cuts on his legs. That's what I'm saying. His feet, his bare fucking feet. Like he's walking around in like the the Navi are are uh, uh, evolved to live in the forest without wearing shoes. Yes. This motherfucker is a human jumping around the forest barefoot. The entire perfectly fine. Yeah, like, but thing that, that, <laughs> and you're thinking like all the bugs and stuff. You, you, so the whole point, he has to wear the mask because humans can't breathe right. their environment. You're telling me he doesn't get a bug bite and it doesn't kill him? Dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, just like little shit like well, that. Well, but see, here's another thing though. So the, the, that they, again, just these little details they didn't pay attention to, right? Yes. So they made a point of talking about how um, when the, uh, the planes would go into the forest area, the natural antibodies of the forest would recognize them, the people oh, on the right. plane, not as not. And that's why the Ikkar would immediately like, kill them, yes. right? Because so, it's like a sacred land right. or something, yeah. So does the spider need to cover himself in like fucking Navi jizz before he goes out? Because theoretically, <laughs> he should always right. be under constant, some sort of constant attack because he You're is right. not a Navi. And it just also, the whole point with the mask, they made it a very big point that he like lives with them pretty yeah. much. How is he eating? Right, like, like I, I get it. Like, but it wasn't like he comes there and like says hi and goes back. Like he's like always with them. Yeah. So it's like, does he like at eight o'clock eat a big breakfast, put the mask on, and then doesn't eat until he comes back at the end of the right. day? And it's like these little details that like, like you know, again, James Cameron's like, want to build the world, want to build the world, but he literally only cares about the visuals of the world because it's like these little details matter, right? Right. It's like it's like when people like you know you think about Star Wars, right? Um, it's you know it's a very it's a very similar question that you could ask of the Star Wars universe. How can a human go to you know the the fucking planet Endor or the the forest moon of Endor oh, right, and right. be able to eat what they're eating because humans don't live there? Understandable, same question, but they've already established in the lore of Star Wars that like it's a vast interconnected universe, and we've all been doing this for a very long time. So it right reason, but this is new. Humanity in Pandora is new. So yes, like the the Navi would have had to theoretically like. They must be preparing special food for him because there's probably no possible way that Spider can eat the same fucking things that they're eating. Right. But also, like, <laughs> why is he in a loincloth? He does live with humans still. Right. That's like, it was just like a choice. And then, speaking of kids, this fucking shit, I mean, <laughs> it still pisses me off. I can't even fucking speak. Um, <laughs> Kiri, Grace's fucking kid, that they literally say, yeah, we don't know how it happened. <laughs> But we just like, but like, did she give birth or they cut the fucking kid out of her? Because her body still exists. I know. Why? I have no clue. It's obviously dead. And they're just like, oh yeah, we had three kids, but we adopted Kiri because literally in the movie it's like, because somehow Grace got pregnant and we didn't know why. 
Um, so yeah, she's ours. And I'm like, I'm like that, the laziest fuck. Obviously, yeah. I think it's gonna be a storyline because they obviously like gave her powers. Right. Like you saw at the end, she was underwater and she yeah. was able to control the. She's things. gonna she's gonna be like an immaculate conception from the with, the, with the tree. Yeah. A-Wa. Yeah. Awa is gonna that's be why like, I think that's why things happening. Yeah. But like, I'm like, they but why they pick that, her? Yeah. Like they telegraphed that a mile away. But again, this like. It had, they were hinting at that annoying shit throughout the entire movie, and like the big, you know, saving moment is how she takes the little like underwater li- lightning do, bugs, yeah. you know, like to save. Oh the- no, that was my favorite. I know we're jumping, but that literally, was so good though. For, James Cameron loves a sinking vessel. First know, of all, right? He sank another ship. <laughs> yes, but like not just like a sink. It like flipped. Yeah. It moved. Anyway, so like the little kid who didn't do shit, and they Terry, she's like, "Mommy, I love you," and she's like, "We're gonna die. It's fine." And then like. And then freaking um, Loak and Sully are about to die. And then you just, I, I get what she was doing, but then you just see Kiri literally sitting down, legs crossed, just like, like all dan- happy. dancing. She has a little thing on her back so she can breathe. And she's like fucking around the fishes. I'm like, your family is dying. And you're like, ah. Like, no urgency. It wasn't like she was like trying to like, hey girls, we gotta go. Yeah. She was very like flowy and she's smiling. Like, what is she smiling yeah. about, bro? Like, Oh my god! And this is like so. And that whole last scene was so irritating too, because you would think that somebody who spent so much time trying to like, uh, you know, scientifically accurately sink the Titanic in his movie, right, would have figured out something from that. Because what, like, like somebody, please, like again, I am not a physicist or a marine biologist or Or whatever, engineer, right, or an engineer. But somebody, please explain to me why, like, um, they couldn't just. Like, once the ship had sunk low enough, right, so the water pressure issue wasn't a thing, why couldn't they have figured out to just backtrack themselves, right? Because it's like... Yeah, they, like, they, they got stuck, and they're like, oh, we don't know what to do. I'm yeah. like, swim back. Because what happened was, because that's what ended up happening, but they made it seem like they couldn't get there. They made it seem like her, Kiri, lighting their way is what saved them. But it so, literally was just the same way they swam right. to that. And it's, they literally can see under fucking water. We've established, we spent 45 minutes establishing that they don't need light to right. see underwater. So, so like, like, it's like they got there, and then, like, the yeah, Terry was like... Just turn back around! Was, like, the Terry <laughs> should just, like... You're gonna have to hold your breath, honey. Let's go. I know, and that's it. It's done. Yes, they they literally just swim out so easily because of a fucking flashlight. Just they couldn't have figured that out themselves. <laughs> like I just don't understand. It and was then, so terrible. And speaking of character choices, no. Oh my <laughs> god, we already talked about it. I can't fucking stand it. And we have to talk about it it's so bad. Spider saving Quaritch for what? And I'm like, yeah. but like. He was, and you saw him. He was like, saw him like underwater, and he's like dying. And he's like, ugh. And you're like, now mind you, me and you talked about this. They saved him, and I was like, oh wait a minute, are we about to have a, the one good moment of the movie and have Spider heel turn because Nateria cut him across the chest. She was ready to go. Yes. And then he was like, listen, he's like, why'd you save me? He's like, I'm with you because fuck them, they are about to kill me. That and was you the only. And, and you like. You put your thing down to save me. Me and you are in this now, bro. And then he's like, you save me. He's like, yeah, but fuck you. I don't want to talk to you again. And leaves. I'm like, so basically now, obviously it's going to happen. Whoever now dies at the hands of Quaritch in the next movie is directly Spider's fault. Yep. And I hope Spider gets no positivity the rest of these movies. It was the only thing that had me... Because like, it would have made it would have made sense, yeah. and it would have been like, oh shit, like it's kind of cool, like yeah. you're building a team, a, a, a friction. Right. You it know? was it was probably at about the the scene you just described probably happened at about the three hour mark, <laughs> right? Okay, and it was the first time in the entire movie that I was had any sort of emotional investment in the movie because yeah, like you said, Natiri was ready to slit his fucking throat because yeah. she had established earlier that you know she never saw him as one of the the family, so like that was cool, and then. You know, like you said, Quaritch dropped his knife to in an effort to try to save him. And then instead of making, like, a good character decision and making him actually turn heel, yeah, he just goes back. It was like... like they, so what was the point of saving? Like, I, still, exactly. I still don't... Like, you can it negated of, the entire scene. It made it pointless. Yes. They, they just wanted Quaritch to survive. Yes. Like, cause they, need, they need a bad guy because the, rate, the writing is so fucking lazy that he can't... Like, Quaritch is literally 
central casting marine dickhead bad guy. You can't write a different character like that. You need to bring back the same fucking guy. Right. What is so special about him? And that's so Quirch is the other character that annoyed the shit out of me because <laughs> they they tried to make him. They spent all this time, all these scenes with him and Spider to try to make it seem like he has some sort of emotional depth. No, and to it him. just made it look more creepy to me. Dude. Like he's really trying to get this kid on his side again. But then Spider's like, "I'll teach you the Navi language." Why? Yeah. Like it just <laughs> and like they they make all these scenes about how they they try to make Quaritch like sympathetic, right? In a way, because it's like you know he's trying to connect with his long lost son or like whatever, and he talks about things like respect and honor and blah blah blah. And they try to make him be a more empathetic villain. And I, and I didn't get that at all. But it, no, but the reason you didn't get it is because in literally the next scene, he's like, "Yeah, I'll murder women and children. Like no big deal." But, but that's like, like, like <laughs> what the fuck? Like when they were starting, when they got to the the you know the sea people. And they go to the first village, and they're like, "Oh, I really don't know who this guy is. I'm so sorry." And he's like, "Torch the village." Yeah. And it's like, and then somebody's like, "They bro, they literally said they don't know." And he's like, "I don't care." Yeah. Like, let's just destroy their way of life. Right. And we're supposed to feel in any way sort of empathy for this guy because of his father-son relationship. And meanwhile, again, back on Spider, Spider's like, you know, he he's with them at first. He doesn't want to be there, and then he and then he starts to help them because he thinks that they're gonna like do the right thing in looking for Jake Sully. And then when he starts murdering innocents, he's like, whoa, 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 this is not what I signed up for. Like, <laughs> the fuck did you think was gonna happen, bro? Like, oh god, it was so such a fucking bad movie. Yeah, this movie god. is so irritating. I know, I know. And another irritating thing of, okay, you know. They were living with the forest people. And then literally, Jake Sully going, listen, we love all you guys, but we're going to we're gonna have to leave you guys because us being here, you know, it's a it's a liability to you guys. We don't want you to get hurt. So what we're going to do is we're going to go find another people to live with <laughs> and be a liability to them. And then they can die. And I'm like, I've been watching him like, he left the forest people because he didn't want anyone to die. And having all these people die for him. Yeah. And I'm sitting there I'm like, so him leaving again, was no reason. It made right. no sense. Dude, at least he didn't we'll... save anybody. He just man makes you think like, well, yeah. if the sea people die, I don't care because I care more about the forest people. Yeah, dude. At least, <laughs> at least, at least Luke Skywalker did it right, man. He went into exile, didn't bring anybody with him. Right. You know? so, like, he... just, like... <laughs> and then speaking of the sea people, we definitely. Where the fuck did everyone go, dude? That last scene. Oh my <laughs> god! And I it's an screaming. hour long. I was like... screaming in the movie theater. <laughs> So yeah, no, ex explain the, the yeah. scene. You're so like <laughs> so okay, they make a big thing where you know he goes to the the leader of the sea people. And he's like, he's got our kids because they're fucking useless. And then they're like, yeah, we got, let's go. And there's easily a hundred, would you say, a hundred of the sea people yeah. plus Sully and his little crew, and they were getting them. Yeah. They were all doing it. And then the like they kind of won. And then it was right. just between Sully and Quartz. The thing starts sinking, and all the sea people are like. Oh well, that's on them, and like just let they, like, they dude, dude, they Irish exit so hard, like, but, like it makes all of no, them, like no all one, of them, no one's like, hey, should we check on the other yes. kids? Like it made no sense. Yeah, like you said, there was like there were dozens of them in that big final battle, right? And then as soon as the ship started to sink, they're just because you know why? Because if they stayed, then the whole end doesn't make sense. Because if you had dozens of them, all the animals could have. Stopped it from tipping over. They could have gotten everyone out the ship, and they all could have left. Right, exactly. It makes no sense. And exactly. then it's like, and then like, I, like, and then his oldest son dies, and I didn't even feel anything. No, I about felt him. nothing. And then, and then can we also talk about how there's absolutely zero resolution on the exile whale thing, whatever his fucking name was, right? Oh, like, Pat, something with the P. Pat, yeah, Patika like or something. Yeah, yeah, they make a whole big point about how you know like the sentient whale species, right? They, how they exiled they him exiled because him he because used he, violence, right? Because he but, murdered somebody, but it was to protect his right. mother or something. And know? he comes back at the end, right? And, like saves the day a little bit, right? And everybody's all the sea people, like, oh shit, I guess I was fucking you know wrong about you. Mm -hmm. But then there's absolutely no resolution to that whatsoever. Because he's gonna be in the third one. But it's like. They're, like, why did they? They could have at least get. They spent again. They spent. They spent like forty-five minutes of this movie on the relationship between the one son and the fucking whale, which was kind of okay. Like that. That was a, yeah. a more interesting part. Like more. There was more depth in that part of the movie. There wasn't anything else. In the I fucking agree. Movie, right? Um, but then it's like you, there was no payoff. Like so, so, having the whale be welcomed back to his whale species. You know, like having. And let me tell you, he was the only. Like, my bad. And he was the only animal that did anything the whole goddamn movie. I know, right? Like so. Because if honestly, if it wasn't for him, they would all just been. Fucking mowed yeah, down by yeah, the guns. He was the only shit. one that like breached, and and that was like the beginning of them winning. Yeah, and it's like, and 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 then, and then so to to kind of take it back 
full circle, right? Like everything we've talked about, about how, like how stupid are the Navi to not realize what's going on, right? And how long have the humans been there doing this stuff, right? Because they make a point of of us when we when we find when they find out that the one uh, whale that they like you know tortured porn to death right yeah. when they find out that he that he she whatever died the the water people lose their fucking mind yes. but again the way they've directed this movie and the way the characters talk they've been killing these whales for a very long time so is this and and the whales and the water people have a very close connection so this is the first time they realize that one of these things has been killed like, right. have they it not just, like, how, it just none of it makes sense right and, none the, of it makes and sense. one of the last points I had written down because I told you this in the movie theater too this movie should have also been called Avatar these kids don't listen for <laughs> shit <laughs> no it was, it was like the first couple of times I get it but it literally became so comical yes. that everything, everything Jake Sully said, the kids are the opposite. He would say, stay here. They went over there. He'd say, go over there. They'd go somewhere else. He'd say, go save your mother. They'd go save the sister. He said, he would say, go to sleep. They wake up. Like, <laughs> like but I'm saying everything he said, they never listened to yep. one thing he said. And like, I get it. They're kids. Like so, one time, one or two times, I get it. But every single thing yeah. he said was it. They just went the opposite, and it, it, it was so by the, by like the third, fourth, fifth time. Like, don't go out alone, okay? And then literally the next scene, I'm gonna go out alone. Don't tell dad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? What? I like this. This is. It goes back to the writing. I wish you just didn't tell it. Yeah. But like everything. The, and then the whole the whole movie was the kids getting yelled at. Yep. Because they didn't get their shit right. Yep. Be nice to the kids. He punched the fucking cold cock, the one kid. And then it was like, be friends. Okay, they fucking strand the guy. I was like, holy lord. <laughs> it was... It was... Like, like I said before, this movie was impossibly bad. Oh my it, god. I'm, I mean, listen, I, we saw it, but I'm very upset that I wasted three and a half hours of my life. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how long the fucking movie was. I remember looking over at you... And the, no, no, you, you leaned over to me when you, you saw me looking at my watch, and you go, "We're not even at the halfway mark yet." I was like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> like, I, like I can't. I looked over at you one time. You looked so fucking bored. <laughs> so bored, dude. That oh my so god. Was, yeah, and it's like this, and then like we were talking about the kids in the script. The little girl didn't do shit. Yeah. But literally, this is how you know the script was so shitty. She gets captured. They cut her off. They, you know, they, they, and then literally five seconds later, and she literally says, "This is what they said in the script." Oh man, I'm tied up again. I, <laughs> and I'm like, "Is this like that was their singer?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god, is this like an unintentional comedy?" And I've just been looking through the wrong lens the whole time <laughs> because, like, that's how lazy the script is. Because as they're writing the script, they're like, "Oh fuck, she was just captured literally three minutes ago." Oh, just read the fucking line, dude. I read an article on, I think it was like Variety or Collider, and they were talking about how like James Cameron, he was like, he he like his. I'm paraphrasing here. He's like, but you know, he's like, the script was such a massive undertaking that I had, like for the, for these sequels that I had to divide them up among like eight different writers. And we spent all this time <laughs> thinking about all the different decisions the characters are going to make. And I'm just like, I want to just slam my head against the table. Like that can't be true. That can't be the truth because literally a fucking kindergartner couldn't have written this script. Like it was so fucking bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he was talking, I read like, read a couple of interviews and he's like, Oh, I had to make like, you know, it's like a 300 page book about, this and I'm like, and it was like this. And I'm then I sit there and look at the Marvel movies, right? Before Endgame, there was 20, how many, 24 movies? Something before, like that, yeah. Before Endgame, yeah. And yeah, were they all the different writers? Yes. Were they all different directors? Yes. But Kevin Feige went, was there was one person still yeah, overseeing it was that all. The time. And it, I mean, yes, there's some plot holes here of and course. there. But overall, for 24 movies to have a byline and have all those hours of content and still have it like 95%. Yeah. make sense and actually have them entertaining and they didn't have to be three hours yep like what's your excuse bro? yeah it was like, terrible absolutely terrible i feel so bad i saw the one little funny fact i saw was like kate winslet which i didn't realize kate winslet was the the water tribe's wife yeah like i didn't yep. realize yep and it was like i was reading something it was like she spent seven minutes underwater i read and, that and, yeah. it, and it was like the world record for like an actor and i was like wow yeah, and I, like, and I and I was like, "What scene was it?" Because yeah. and that's all we I, and that's all like we garbage. care about for these movies, man. Listen, if I wanted to, listen for <laughs> for those of you that have or have not seen it yet, if you want to spend 
three. I, I, I could. It's really almost four because it's always yeah. twenty minutes of trailers. Yeah. If you spend spend eat a bunch of mushrooms and go to a planetarium, that's a better way to spend three hours because that's what it felt like watching this this fucking yeah. movie because there was a really <sighs> bad plot behind it. Um. All right. I can't. <laughs> and now we got the third one next year. No, in 2024. Yeah, fucking shoot me before that happens. But um, listen, I <laughs> don't waste your time with this movie. We saw it because we had to, so we could do this podcast. Um, but uh, we'll uh, next episode is going to be uh, our year end wrap up. Yeah. Um, so uh, listen out for that. Come in the next week or so. Uh, thanks for listening as always. And you know, I'm Matt. I'm Will. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.